One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi everyone. Um welcome to another episode of Slaying Your Lane the podcast. Um how are you doing today, Elizabeth? Um a little bit under the weather. Um I don't think I have covid or anything, but I think it's just been a couple of, you know, a heavy couple of weeks, so I think mm. I'm just feeling a bit I think I'm having a duvet day today. Um so yeah, after this I'm going to, you know, go underneath the covers and have a nap. How are you? Literally, as ever. <laughs> Mate, I heard, I heard some coughs, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I heard some coughs and we were noting earlier when we were on the phone. And I think there's that like, there's that real COVID shame where I also heard the coughs and thought, hmm, do I single her out? Do I accuse her? <laughs> Bring up those little throat clears that I heard and sort of see what's going on there. But I've been coughing as well. Um, it's just the worst when you have allergies during yes. a like this. Because you can't differentiate, can you? You can't. And I think that that's the thing about hay fever. It can just, you know, masquerade as so many different types of things and, you know, merge with the symptoms of COVID and things like that. But I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID um, and we don't have anything. So Spoken like a fine. true person that has COVID. <laughs> we rebuke it, we rebuke it. But yeah, I'm ill too. Not ill, but just a little bit um, under the weather or a word that me and Elizabeth like to use, which is meal. It's like an onomatopoeic word where we just say, like, if something's meal, it's kind of just like, oh, or like, I don't really know what you mean. Can use it in lots of different contexts? But yeah, it just kind of means a bit, I don't know, like, a bit, coy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit coy. What the hell bit, does it mean? A bit sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's a you bit. You can use it, like, it's like bitch when you just, you can put bitch in to mean anything. It means my bitch. It means she's a bitch. It can mean any, it can mean female dog. With meal, it means. Whatever you want. So today, whatever you want. Yeah, definitely sensitive, coy, coy. Yeah. Um, but I have some news. Um, I've hit an adult milestone this week. Um, I bought my first couch. Um, yeah. and it's so weird because every I don't know why I call it a couch, but every online it's called a sofa. I don't know if this is some weird like Americanism. Americanism <laughs> that I picked up. Um, but yeah, I bought a sofa. Um, I went to IKEA. I braved. Um, I braved it out. Um, I think Q, which was great. There was just there was it was quite straightforward. Um, mm. And yeah, bought a cat. Bought a sofa. That sofa is the most plush thing. It's, it's truly um, Elizabeth in like sofa slash couch form. It's like so luxurious because like I'm about to say Polly again. Elizabeth is a proper like homebody that like likes to you know be comfortable it's a very very beautiful couch but we were sort of having a conversation about you know having to do these like adult milestones things like buying your first couch things like i don't, I don't know what the rest are because i haven't done any but like yeah doing pay, on your pay own. council tax oh my god pay council tax you know oh my god isn't it crazy you were doing you're buying your couch and i was doing my flipping taxes and i was like wow womanhood I'm, i felt so adult <laughs> with my little spreadsheet but, you know, you were kind of talking about having to do this stuff whilst, like, single and how it feels. And, like, you know, we're having a bit of a moan about that. So, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts? So, you know what? I was saying to someone the other day that um, when I, when I you know, when I used to buy clothes, I don't really buy clothes that much anymore. But um, when I used to buy clothes, um, you, you know, you have that Klarna thing. When you, you want to buy, you know, a pair of jeans and it, it says mm. split this £20 pair of jeans in four ways. And I, I, I always used to look at it and go why would you need to split this in four ways? I would just pay the 20 pounds or you just don't. You just wait, yeah. So when it's now time to buy a sofa, these sofas cost a lot of money. And yeah. I've never understood the need for splitting things four ways <laughs> through the year. Like, let's let's split it within the years. Like, Two pay a day for five um, years. Honestly, because these things, it's so expensive. And when you're single... Um, like there is a like a single tax that's associated with that, so you can't split it down the middle or get like you know or you know you pay this or you pay that. It's all on your head, and it Absolutely. is it is a bit extreme. So um, so yeah, I was saying to Yomi that like having to have like um, having to take all of this money outside my you know purchase these things that you need 
uh, as a single person uh, as an, and, and as an adult mm. it's a bit i don't know it's a bit much there's no 50 percent. there's no there's no oh you know you put your bit in i put my bit in it's very much shouldering the burden yourself but then i was saying that being said um you're quite a picky person you have like your very distinct taste I guess it means that you don't have to, it's it's not like you have to sort of say, I want it in grey and the other person saying, I want it in green. Don't you feel like that's a bit of a, like, I personally feel like it's a bit of a, what's the word? Positive, positive. that you get no. to just have 100% ownership. You're like, no, no I want a man to pay the, four, the, the 50% and I choose. <laughs> you're, you're, you're saying this if you don't know me. As if of I don't know you. I know. Of course. I set that up. <laughs> you set that up to make me look bad? Of course. Wow. <laughs> to, <laughs> to make reveal. me look bad? Wow. <laughs> Got your cards marked. Oh, but um, no, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it would make any difference if I picked it up myself. Um, I just, I'm just now having to shoulder this burden by myself. So I just prefer mm. to have to share this burden with someone else. And I think that's the thing about either being, you know, like hitting these adult milestones and, and that whole, I think we were talking around, um, you know, the whole delayed, um, is it delayed? Um, delayed adolescence. Yeah. And like, how do we know we are, you know, people are buying houses later, uh, people are living, people are not living by themselves properly. Um, yeah. So they live in big house shares, even though they're like, you know, in their 20s, or um, they're still renting well into their 30s. So mm. how... This, we have different so compared to our parents um they got married you know a lot earlier um they had children a lot earlier so especially women so especially like you know our age group we are having mm-hmm. kids we're thinking about the future a lot later we're yeah. prioritizing you know our careers a bit more in our 20s um and so second generation kids as well who often live, live at with home parents till we're like do we marry off basically that's really yeah common. so how i don't know for you what like I mean, you're talking about, um, you know, doing your tax, but what mm. would you say was the moment you were like, rah, I'm actually an adult? Like, what was your mm. adult milestone? Damn, has it ever come? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, doing my taxes was a big one because I was just like, I am like, when it comes to maths, I'm like so dumb. Like, that's 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 well known. You know this. <laughs> I didn't, I am dumb. Like, But the thing is, I think that's one thing we have in common again, because- Yeah, I'm, we're both dumb in maths. <laughs> when it comes to maths. But you know what? When it comes to counting money though, I think- Baby I'm, girl. I'm actually all right. I'm yes, actually all right. Because you messaged me, you know, in the last couple of days, what has been your consistent message? Have we been paid for this? Have I know. Been this? You've been doing, you and your mental flipping itinerary going, in fact, we're paid for this on the third of whatever, and there's an outstanding balance of 56p. I'm doing, how the hell do you know that? Like, no, you're very good with money. And I'm, I'm good with money in terms of like, counting savings, up, very yeah. bad in keeping. Um, yeah, very good at saving, very bad at keeping tabs. And it's only when I need to make a big payment. I'm like, hey, I'm owed a grand. But yeah, because um, I'm crap at maths, like taxes was an absolute madness. God only knows. I can only just pray that it's all been done correctly. Um, it's why I literally just give all the rubbish to the accountant. I'm like, yeah, what's, what's good? Because I actually don't know. But yeah, like I guess in terms of adult milestones, like mm. I think like um, I've always seen you as way more adult than me or a lot more independent. And I think like um, it's weird because I feel like I live a very... I always say this, that like the the work I do and the work we do, like through Stay in Your Lane, has, m- makes most people think that like, we're like, uh, I don't mean to be realistic, I was about to say 42, but genuinely at least <laughs> 34. Like I think most people definitely think we're early to mid thirties. It's like Elizabeth just pretty much turned 28, I'm 28. And like, say that again. I just, wait, 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 I just baby, what? Girls, <laughs> just enjoy the lives. Like literally li- like little munchkins, but, um, like, I think it definitely ages us. So I feel old all the time because I'm like sat on panels with like people double my age. And like, I'm always like, when I was in, um, what's the word? Like newsrooms, I was literally always, if not the youngest, amongst the youngest. Um, there were literally always interns that were like the same age as me. So like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's a weird one. But I think like in terms of like purchases, like I haven't made any like big proper like yeah this is this is like a cat yeah, when you said you bought a couch I was so like send me the pics like I need to know what what's what this is about because it's not something I've ever had to do before. However, um, <laughs> this it's so funny because I was like <laughs> sorry I was just thinking like hmm what what are my um big like adult purchases and I was thinking God how bad is it that they're literally just all like bags. <laughs> Those are the say. only things that I've ever like invested in. Um, and I'm certainly not ashamed to say it, but like, yeah, like I look like most of the, I remember like, yeah, when I first felt like, oh my God, this is like a real, actually, no, 
bags, but also like the first time I bought like my own Mac and like I mean I paid for laser eye surgery. What am I, I was just gonna say that. I was, about to say I, that was a I was, I was waiting for you to finish digging yourself a hole because it's I was gonna all I could see, all I could see was 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 designers and I was like yeah that's it, <laughs> which which I've already been undirected for. I'm like hmm, that's what you got to indirect me about. <laughs> but let's keep it let's keep it coming. But like um laser yeah, eye surgery. I think, Laser eye surgery. That's a big investment. Big boy purchase. For and that's an adulthood thing. Okay, you're right, Elizabeth. Like, that is the thing. I've saved up for a lot of shit. Like, my, I physically cannot remember the last time my parents gave me money. Like, I genuinely think it was secondary school. Um, in fact, I, I before coronavirus came to done, done my account, I literally used to, like, give my parents money just as a... I mean, it's not like I live with them, so it's not like a rent thing, but it's very much a... Thanks for, thanks for being alive. <laughs> thanks for like, you know, like, you know, there's that cultural thing of just like, you get to a certain age and a lot of, I, I feel like it's a cultural thing, correct me, correct if I'm wrong, but I know quite a few people just like give their parents money out of their uh, checks. Um, so like my parents haven't given me no money in a very long time, but um, no, so all the like big boy purchases that I've made past the age of 16 um, have literally been from my own money. But I think when Elizabeth was like, yeah, I bought a couch, I was like, you're always buying stuff that I don't know, like just feels very like, this is this is a life. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm buying this for my life. Whereas I feel like I'm just buying things that are just kind of like, hmm, that, that's cute. <laughs> you do that too, but like, I feel like you definitely buy stuff that's a bit more like, I've got a life to like contribute to and I'm not even making sense. But you, you know what No, I mean. but, yeah, but up until recently... I remember telling our friend up until recently, I, as in recently, I'd say over the last six months mm. before. So previously, and I say this as co-author Slang Lane and people, you know, admire the book. I have to be honest mm. with you guys and be transparent. I had one knife, one fork, oh my one God, plate, this. one mug, one And then, and then I'd, be, I'd be using that solitary plate when I came over. <laughs> that one play and i'm like thanks paul i was living like a student like who does yes. that who has who has one like play, a really bougie student <laughs> weird that's, that's so weird you were living like in such a nice flat as well and, and then it was literally like i'd go into the drawer there'd be like this solitary really lonely fork <laughs> like one play i think towards the end you got like a second to play and i was like yeah oh, wow that's because living to be the local yep same she was doing an offer so i oh thought you know God, what paul. what's what, what's the harm in buying what an extra play and yeah you're so crazy because then i remember that exact house i'd be like yep let me just wash this solitary fork so i can use it and then uh-huh. i'd like, walk to your room trip over quite literally 30 different parcels from zara and be like oh, i can't afford a second fork <laughs> <laughs> the logic the logic is terrifying i never used to say anything there i'd just be like looking like okay and this is the thing so this is like when you i can't imagine but here's like i you know you, i've lived with you know an ex-boyfriend before mm. um like for like a year mm. and I can't imagine because I'm so used to my own space I can't imagine now you know buying my little sofa buying my little kettle buying my little this and then having to now merge it into someone else's like merge assets like in a physical way yeah. so what happens to my sofa it's kind of I guess to be perfectly honest why I haven't bought a house yet because I'm constantly just like hmm do I buy one now and fill mm. all up the stuff or do I wait and then, like, buy. It's so how bizarre is it to be a woman? Like, I'm like, do I yeah, buy, wait and buy? <laughs> like, wait. No, but I these... before I was in a long term relationship, in it. So I was like, but... I'm gonna wait. <laughs> and then now I'm still like, mm, do I wait <laughs> again? Yeah. Like, it's a weird one. Like, but I'm. But in these the are like value. Right? But these are like value, like really important things because mm. to think about because it's that, and I think only women have to really think about it in this way. Yeah, you don't have the luxury. Like, I'm not. I don't look at my my place and think this is a bachelorette pad it doesn't it's mm. not that men can literally just I, I don't know I feel like women are easy we slot in easier yeah so I feel like do you know what I mean so I don't know yeah. I feel like it'd be different to like later on just be like I don't have to think about these things so if you're gonna buy a yeah, house now do. so I've got a friend who um you know bought a house and you know she wanted to kind of buy it with someone and like meet that person and that didn't necessarily happen um and she went you know she can't delay her mm. her next stage of life because she hasn't found someone but mm. i understand why we actually do think about that because mm. practically these are very important things these are big buying a house moving in with someone these are big you know decisions and mm. you can't just you know you can't buy a house on a monday meet someone like you know on a tuesday Babe, and then sell exactly. your house on a wednesday 
Thank you. you. <laughs> that is it. And and the thing is as well, like that's exactly why before I was like, I was gonna, you know me, I was I was literally for you, like I'm buying a house like before. I've I've been saying I want to buy a house, and then I was in a relationship and was like, hmm, maybe I should wait. And then I was like, maybe we both put some money in, and then we broke up, and I was like, and then I'm here where I am now, and I'm like, do I just buy it? I don't know, it's weird as like I'm a Libra, so love and like romance is just i'm such a love sim like it's always it's always at the center of bloody everything and like family so i'm like hmm like and you know me as well like i'll be like oh you know death to relationships and love and then the next day i'm like mm, i'm engaged now so I'm, i just know how i am so i'm like i just know that i could i don't know it's weird like i, I definitely probably will just buy well coronavirus has again done that but like buy when i want to but it's definitely something i've had to bear in mind because i'm just like you just never know and as you said i don't I wouldn't want to buy and then feel like, oh, I have to put it on the market now because, like, I'm pregnant and, like, it's too small. Like, do you know what I mean? And I think as well, in the same way, as much as we're kind of, like, you know, in this day and age, like, really taught not to, like, talk about, like, the fact that, like, you want relationships and kids and stuff. But, like, you know, I'm, you know, 28. That's not massively old. But I definitely, like, children are something that I see, like, on the horizon, even though <laughs> there's, not, there's not someone to have them with. But it's definitely something that, like... I think about so I'm like yeah do I buy like a flat or like a one a two bedroom like do you know what I mean like you have mm. to kind of think about because yeah like with men it's it's different and with women with us it's like I don't know we definitely have to take these things into consideration so who knows coronavirus has done everyone's nuts anyway so why am I even talking like I have the chance <laughs> to like buy a house tomorrow but yeah no and that's the thing as well there are things that you know as a single person you do get a discount off such as like you know council tax discount with right. you um, um and i guess that's it because to be mm. honest it, it, it i'm making it sound a lot more gloomy than um than it actually is the yeah, good this thing is about a positive segment i know <laughs> this is the thing but i think the, the good thing about how, like you know living by yourself is because i've lived with someone before i think that i don't know i have there's so much joy in my own space but it doesn't mean mm. i wouldn't necessarily want to kind of like cohabit but i think that I would be less likely to unless it was like serious, as in not mm. only serious, like get like yeah, getting okay. married. But yeah, um, I'll keep you guys posted on um, how things are looking um, in my in my um, one sofa house. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What else has been going on um, in the world <laughs> apart from been. everything else? Apart from lich sis, we're doing like the real elephants, those enormous elephants in the room. We're like aside from all of that. So another hot topic has been um, a discussion on pay gaps. We talk a lot about the um, gender pay gap and the like, ethnic pay gap and stuff. And this week there's been a lot of talk of an influencer pay gap between mainly... Um, black content creators and like ethnic content creators and white ones um there's an instagram account that's been set up to provide more transparency and more accountability surrounding influencer fees and brand deals called at influencer pay gap and it's been anonymously spilling tea from influencers globally to find out how much they're being paid for posts and obviously it's like sitting you know like a lot of feathers are flutter or whatever because the disparities elizabeth are mad have you have you been across it yeah it's a bit mad because it started off it started off so like you know this and that and then it just spiraled and spiraled Hmm. and spiraled and to a point where it's just i don't know like it's the whole influencer thing anyway in terms of there's 
or even as you know as a freelancer in terms of you know pricing yourself and all of that sort of stuff there is a lot of smokescreen around mm-hmm. it and I think over the last couple Definitely. of years as someone who was you know in full-time employment um up until like two years ago and had to step into this world of you know pricing yourself and and you know there is a there isn't a like a clear structure you mm-hmm. you know you lose some you win some you win big other times you lick your paws and you move on mm-hmm. and you and you keep leveling up off that like you there are mistakes that you know I've made based on like things I look back on and mm-hmm. there, I think everybody's different as well like some people are happy to kind of I don't know there's a story I'll, I'll say afterwards but um but yeah, I was yeah. So yeah, what's, I think the, what's the story? I want to know the story. <laughs> so um, so I was asked. So someone asked me like last week to do some to do a um a a panel, and hmm. um, I she gave she came with like an uh, 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 oh I know this yeah go on <laughs> no this no I don't oh, think I told you this one? I don't think I told you this story. So she came. I think I don't yeah I don't think I told you this. So she came oh, with an offer. Um, she said, this is what the offer is. And um, I went back and said, for something like this, this would be the offer. So she put, so she, so she undercut, not, she came back with a, a, just a, just a, maybe like a, maybe a hundred, maybe, a, maybe a hundred pounds lower than I, I asked for. Mm. Um, and then I went back, it was a Friday, end of last week. Think about where we were last week in just terms of like mm. tiredness and just like, we got this whole like, you know, black life. We just, it was a very heavy week. So mm-hmm. by the end of last week, I was just trying to sign off and just, so I just said, I went, yeah, cool, let's do it. Over the weekend though, I thought about it and I was like, I've given this woman, a, a, I've given this woman a number and mm-hmm. she, and that is that offer, that number is not based on the hour, it's based on the value. And mm-hmm. I looked at base and value I will add to that thing. So I looked at the rest of the panelists I looked at mm. what the event, who the, the, the event was for and what I would be speaking on as one of the panellists. And I I woke up on Monday and I sent her an email. I said, can you have a chat just to, regarding this fee? And I mm. called her back and we had a chat. And I said, just to be transparent, um, I know your counteroffer was based on the fact, the fact that I wouldn't be speaking for the full hour because it's a panel. But I have to reiterate that the value I add is that number. That's mm. the, and I put that number there for a reason. So I would need you to, need you to go back to that number. And she was going to go back. So she said, okay, but we've already decided I'm going to have to go back to the client and, and you know, oh. ask the client this and that. Um, and I said to her, I was like, you know what? If they have an issue with that, if you have to tell them to come and talk, talk to me directly because there is no way. And, and I remember she said something, but I guess this is something that's always bugged me. Like she said, um, yeah, everybody else, just, everybody's not being paid that. And I said to her then, but not everybody else is me. And I don't mean that. I said to her, I don't I'm mean that. In, I was, I was like, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. And I, you, you know me, you know, you know me. I don't even mean that no, in an arrogant way. But I had to start. But then it's like, pay every. If you, it's very much. If that's how you feel, up the fee for everybody yeah. else. Then, but it doesn't mean that you have to then come down because that's happened to me before. Where not me personally, but when I was actually trying to commission somebody for something for a place I worked, and somebody wanted a fee. And then they were trying to shaft everybody else. They didn't get a fee. And then they were like, oh, it's not fair if we pay this person or not everybody else. I said, oh, yeah, pay everybody then. <laughs> like, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's the, the answer isn't that person must then come down. The answer is, well, you technically you should be paying everybody. So that person doesn't have to like agree to be unpaid just because you don't want to match their fee. Then if that's, if you feel so morally whatever to it, then match that fee for everybody. But yeah, carry on. Exactly. No, no. And that was pretty, and I said that, well, They've given yeah, I'm second like, they, they, in a week. Yeah, they, different stories. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and they, I was like, they priced, they priced themselves as that. I'm decide, I've, I've given you my number based on not, the, not the time, but based on the value. And I think that was the, mm. that was how I was like, because over the weekend, I just, I just was going through my emails and I was like, Elizabeth, this isn't a big money, a big increase. So therefore, I have every right to basically go back. And she went back to the client, and the client um, came because my words were. If they aren't happy with that increase and the number, you you have to tell them to come and ask directly to me. There is no way they're gonna mm. try and say they're gonna. There's no way they're gonna try and say no. We can't do that. We're gonna we're gonna go somewhere else now. No 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 no. You have to mm. explain yourself because I think that's how these brands and how these like it's not a brand. It's like a, like a business anyway. But that's how mm. these people in general. That's how they work. So if you you know I mean we asked to do something. And, and, and that and you're not going to do it for that fee they'll go some to someone else who'll do it for that fee and then that's the type of like, oh, that going off all, all the, time. the time and that's why so, it's interesting to see yeah. how these conversations develop as well online because there has to be more transparency because 
I've Absolutely. most certainly um, turned things down and and been like, I'm not doing this because you're not paying or your the fee's really low or, or you know whatever other issue. And then they really do just target like often like um, younger people, people who they know that they can sort of basically get for a very low fee or no fee at all. And it's and it's exploitative and it's and it's annoying because like you know often there's just so much like um, what's the word. There's just, there's just no transparency in these conversations. So a lot of people won't know that like, even for instance, anytime I can't do like, um, I, I'm trying to do a lot less talking heads anyway, because like, um, I don't know, I just, I just, I just don't love them. There's only so many times you can have the same conversation on TV about something that like people don't really have any um, willingness or, or want to change. And then on top of that, like um, they put you against like, I'm tired of basically trying to like, I don't think I ever really have done it to be fair, but like I, I even the idea of having to like define racism to somebody who you know doesn't even believe it's a concept, it's just not for me. But anytime I haven't been like willing or wanted to do one, anytime I pass it on, I always make sure that I tell the person that <clears throat> they're entitled to like um, a fee, travel minimum. But often like there are clauses in these like TV like platforms, or whatever, to, to even if it's just a nominal fee, just something. But most people, a lot of people don't necessarily know. And because, you know, this whole thing of like payment by exposure and stuff, or like, yeah, yeah, payment by like, I don't know, in some other flipping way. Um, <laughs> exposure is the one that kills me. Exposure is the bloody one, right? And like, um, they, they don't necessarily know that like, um, you know, especially for these TV stations, they always, they always give nominal fees. Um, but yeah, because people don't have these conversations with each other, like we often don't know. I'm very lucky that like I have, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I always kind of see myself as a bit of an outsider. I'm not really like, I don't know, like in hip to the T in like journalism. It's it's not really like, I'm not really one of those people, but I definitely have like a network of like amazing women who like, um we like discuss certain things about like what we are expected to sort of be paid for certain stuff. And I know that like brands often take into account, like I think it's, yeah, I'd say fair to take into account things like engagement and like following and size as much as I absolutely loathe that being a thing like um I, I get why they have to take those sort of things into account but you know that pay gap page showed as many people suspected that even when like black content creators have very high engagement very high um what's this thing followers they still they're still being underpaid so yeah it's just about them not valuing um black content creators but also not valuing valuing those audiences and like feeling like they're worthless it's just the whole damn thing is um I think, that's a key, I, think, I think it says something really key there, not valuing those audiences. That, like that is that yeah, is right, so man. key. Um and there was, there was also talk about like I think there's there needs to be better negotiation. Mm. I think once you know your value, you know what you, you bring to the table, that's one thing. But then there's mm. also being a better negotiator around that. And I don't and I, that's and that's a skill. People go to people get that that skill you don't born not many people are born with the skill to negotiate. Definitely you can know not. your worth, like, and know, you know, what you bring to something and uh, and have the, the vim to, like, articulate that. But if you can't negotiate on that basis, then you you, you struggle. And I think that's, that's essentially, like, one thing that... Um, that's why people get agents and people have that, mm. you know, that middleman um, that helps them to kind of, like, break that down. But then, you know, and, and I guess that's what your agent um, is able to show their, their worth. Um, so I think what could be interesting that comes out of this as you know a business idea going forward is um, us having you know a better discussion around how to negotiate but panels around that but also you know there's an opportunity for like you know a business that, that comes out of this that helps um, influencers um, who are in that space um, to articulate their value to brands but also you know become you know agents like we need yeah. these middlemen and sometimes you know if you're if you're, you know, some black girls got like, you know, let's say 20,000 followers or whatever, you don't, you might not want to sign up to some of the, you know, main, more mainstream um, agencies, but there is a gap for these niche brands, uh, these niche agencies that can, so for example, like Vamp. Um, mm, queens. Exactly. We, I think there's opportunities for like, for, for that, for like, you know, other micro um, and diverse influencers, because I think it's, if, if not, the cycles is going to keep continuing. Brands know what they're yeah. doing. Business know what they're doing. So they will always try and undercut, undercut you. And also, I always say this to me. Sometimes there's a, sometimes, sorry, I was going to say like, sometimes as well, like, mm. I don't know, it, it can be complicated because, you know, in, 
some of those mainstream agencies and some agencies that like I don't know sometimes it's like double how do I put it sometimes it's like a barrier and then another barrier because you've got the brands that don't necessarily value audiences or value um, influencers and then you've got agencies sometimes especially agencies that you know just pocket black um, talent to sort of you know, present like inverted commas diversity. They don't value either because one of the things yeah. I've seen is people saying to me, uh, this agent isn't batting at all for their black clients. Like a lot of like, you know, mainstream white agencies out here being like, yeah, two two hundred quid you say. Well, you know, our black person looks like our white like um person that we represent is doing that for three times as much. But yeah, we also understand that, you know, mm. we also don't value black talent so yeah we'll do it for 200 like i'm not gonna lie i feel like that's something that's so true <laughs> do you know what i mean so that's why again as you mentioned like you know shout out to, to the vamp girls shout out to the the black women and um minority women that are out here genuinely trying to get like fair and like yeah like good deals for like um influencers and content creators because it sometimes it's literally even your own agencies that aren't pushing for your worth i'm not gonna lie there have been times where we've had to undercut people undercut agencies and say straight like you're not you're not even like we fully like done the um negotiations ourselves because we've had more belief in what in what we're doing to be honest and like yeah i think as you said you know we can't fault people for not being able to what's the word negotiate because it's not something that's taught um especially to like normal like state school kids that are just from from wherever like we just pick this up from like basically just i don't know being street smart because a lot of yeah. time we're actually taught to do it um properly we just learned how to try and negotiate out of sheer like i don't even know like hustle like just sheer needing to pay mm. bills like but yeah women especially women of color especially black women especially we are taught like not to overstep boundaries overstep marks and and to undervalue ourselves so you, do, you don't even want to push for that extra 100 pounds extra 200 pounds you know, because you're because you're scared that you'll lose the opportunity altogether. <clears throat> yeah, I think that what you said about you're scared that you lose the opportunity altogether is so key. Because mm-hmm. what do I need to say to you all the time? Like, you, we, in certain negotiations, I've always gone in there with what my minimum is, and if I don't get that minimum, I have to be prepared to walk away. That mm. is like, I always. Oh my say that. god, you always say that. Got to or, be prepared to lose that check. You have to. Or, you, you have to. Or don't debate. And, and exactly, and that's the hard thing because there is privilege that comes with that. You know, with being you know, our personality, even before, it's like, you know, before Sling Lane, like, I was someone mm. who would do that with my workplace, I, 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 need, I remember when my, my workplace was, the company I was working for was, was relocating from London to Birmingham, and as part of the package, they, um, I got them to pay my rent for a year, mm. so that was part of my mm. negotiation, did anybody else get that? No, and I think that is, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm like the best negotiator, I'm not, but I think that, like you said, there's a level of street smart that you just pick up, and you then turn into um, into skills and 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 like like I said, you have to be prepared to walk away. Um, I was saying to you over the weekend that my or maybe yesterday, I was saying that my worst nightmare in this whole world of like mm. influencers and um, you know being an author, this whole freelance self employment and middleman and all of that sort of stuff is being TLC'd. Like mm. I was saying to you that I get I get shivers down my spine when I um, remember. Um, Lisa um, left eyes um, video when she I think she did it for like MTV like an interview and she was basically they were saying like how did you become broke like how um, you guys sold millions of records and stuff like that and she was like huh, let me tell you how I got how how uh, we got broke and she like a basic summary we sold this amount of records they the record company took this percentage our mm. agency took this percentage we had to then split it three ways took to the tax man took his cut I was left with five p that's how I got broke. That is my worst nightmare. And I think unlike structured, exactly. And unlike structured work, like in a workplace where you get your paycheck every month and obviously there's issues around the gender pay gap and racial pay gap in that traditional employment. But I think with, in, you know, in the creative industries, self-employment, freelancers, it's a wild, wild west and it's still catching up. And I think as you, as we can see with the influence of pay gap, like the the lack, this increase in transparency, hopefully will kind of like birth be- more better conversations and you know better negotiation skills and people just mm-hmm. genuinely like believing in their like their worth and you know and it's always a hard one you when you've got bills to pay we we're talking about adult exactly. milestones earlier bruv these bills ain't cheap so if you're living at home if, if you're not living at home and you like and you're thinking to yourself oh i don't want to you don't i don't want to rock the boat 
I, we get it too. It's not always easy. Yeah, it's not. It's not easy at all. So talk to your friends and also talk if you have any. <laughs> As I said, I don't. <laughs> so which I need to clarify. I actually realize I do. But talk to your, your white friends in the industry because the, the, the chances are, you know, like the publishing paid me hashtag. They're getting paid differently. Which you bruv because th- th- there are gaps. Like speak on it. Speak it. Speaking to your black friends. Um, you know. They might be being, but they might be being shafted in the same way by these brands, by these um, platforms and companies. Speak to your white friends, and also all those white people that you know in the industry, um, to provide that transparency on what they're earning. Because publishing paid me made a lot of people vomit for for, for the for the disparity between what they were being paid and what others were being paid. And I just wanted to clarify that. You know, I have to do a what's the word like a mm, what's the word asterisk on last week's episode that. <laughs> In fact, it turns out I do have white friends. I can put, I actually. Oh, you are pathetic. <laughs> I do have white friends. I you really have t- not one, not one, Elizabeth. I have two. I have two. I said, you know what? Yeah. I went, guess what? It was such a reveal because someone said, oh, new friends with Owen. <gasps> Those are my girls. I, I started moving like, um, you know, color blind white people when they go, I don't see color. They could be purple, green. To me, I'm like, they could be brown, black. <laughs> because those girls are so, like, they're just so, like, I don't know. I never, they, they couldn't be further from Karen's that I genuinely forgot. And was like, yeah, they're black. And no, I'm joking. Don't cancel me for saying that. It's a flipping joke. But yeah, it's like, yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I am pathetic. But I'm also vindicated. So I'm like, get you're, me, get me. Oh, <laughs> you're wrong. You're actually hilarious. Um, this is going to happen all the time. We're going to go back to the... We're going to go back to episodes. <laughs> People can give us feedback and we're going to come and do disclaimer. Disclaimer. Let me in tell fact. You. But um, let's, so that, let's talk a little bit about the publishing paid me hashtag. Um, okay. You sent me this, you sent me the first like tweet um, and, then, and then you fucked off and you're like, I'm off my I phone. Off. I thought, let me let it marinate. And then, and then I was like going through the hashtags, and I was just like my eyes were opening. So if, if nobody, if you um, you didn't see it, um, the publisher paid me hashtag on Twitter um, was going viral, which was asking um, white authors to be transparent about how much they've um, been paid for their book advances. So um, book advances are basically paid to authors um, as a kind of um, payment before you write a book and it's split into various it's split into like three ways um and you're paid according to, according um according to the value that a publisher wishes to attribute your book is worth to them um so what was the things that was coming out was um you had pub you had big you know Sunday times best-selling authors who have sold thousands of books such as like Matt Haig um you know, being very transparent um, about how much he's gotten for all his books, so the fiction ones and everything else, and and um, it was just showing a very a big disparity in um, you know if you have I think someone wrote a tweet that was basically saying that I think it was JJ Buller um, who I'm not saying word for word, but I think the sentiment behind the tweet was essentially that um, if so what he's what it's shown him publishing paid me hashtag has shown him that. Um, as a white author, even if you're, even if you know, as a white debut author, you may write a book and it may not necessarily, you know, do well, but you will, you're given a second chance to also write a book and still get and um, get a better advance the next time. Mm. For a black author, you're given that one shot and you have to, you know, you've got to make it sweat, you've got to do well because mm. if not, it's curtains. Um, what were your general thoughts about the hashtag? Um, you're me. Um, I think I think I've even told you that. Um... Yeah, I thought it was, you know, in uh, what's the word? Illuminating. I thought it pretty much showed a lot of stuff that, like, um, people have suspected because these pay gaps persist everywhere, um, literally everywhere. Um, I think one thing that was left out of the conversation that um, I think it was the author, um, N.K. Jesmine, that brought up, which I thought was really, really important because I think this was kind of left out in a lot of the commentary, was the fact that, like, um pub like publishers pay advances based on projections because like they're businesses and i think what one thing that like she sort of touched on was that racism that like leads to these pay gaps isn't just at the hands of the publishers it's at the hands of readers and i think readers were getting a real like what's the word like getting a real like kind of um letting off in that conversation because 
you know, I think it was her that was saying that, you know, like on her front covers, she won't even show her characters. She won't even depict them because she knows that having black characters on the front cover of her books may affect sales. And it's like, do you know how, like, like the fuckery of that, like a lot of, a lot of these publishing companies, they're, they are obviously like <laughs> inherently biased because at the end of the day, how much marketing spend are they putting on these books? How much are they supporting them? How much are they giving them the visibility that they deserve? And um, this is what the, what is that? The Black British Writers Guild letter that went out this week sort of making certain demands was about, like that lack of visibility and stuff. But also when it comes to like people buy, like supporting these books, are people supporting them? Like, and of course there have been several books that have been commercially successful by authors of colour by minority authors by black authors but often and this is what um the author mk jasmine was saying that they are making projections based on a lack of support for certain titles before and i thought that was an interesting point because i think i think where the like real bias of publishers shows is when somebody has a book that does very well and then they're still underpaid by their next book but in those initial advances, it was really interesting that like, she was sort of saying like, you know, you guys need to support, you need to support your authors. And I think that's very, very true. Um, the way to really stick it to, you know, um, the publishing industry and, and show that these books are commercially viable is to buy them, which has been happening very much so, gosh, to an incredible degree over the past few weeks in response to the um, Black Lives Matter protests. A lot of people are reading up, but again, you know, once this, time passes you still need to be supporting these books otherwise there's no incentive from the publisher's perspective to to um project higher um earnings um for those books that was that was my take on it what, what was yours elizabeth yeah i think yeah, i agree with the stuff around um you've been able to support these books outside the outside this moment um it's mm. very important i think as i've always you know i'm always going to have like my marketing advertising branding ha- hat on um and i think for me, I feel like this country struggles to um, market black authors, um, black music, black women in general, um, so record companies to publishers, and and that's not to say that you know we 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 fall into that, but I know we've said we've said that we had to appear older when you know over the last couple of years in order to position ourselves as people you can take authority from and you know in you know reading books and, and things like that and we had to we had to i guess take a huge a huge role play a huge role in our marketing uh, with the support of obviously our publishers but being very aware um as two very young black girls uh, and understanding of how you know the mainstream would view us um so i think there's i think with these you know i feel like the marketing, I feel like the advance is one thing, and like you said, the advance is not just a projection on of like your your book is worth this. It's the future projections, which is absolutely right. And I saw that tweet too. But um, it's also the money behind the book, and that plays such a huge difference, um, a big difference in um, how much an, an editor and the sales team, everything has to be synced. Um, if your if your, your editor has to love your the work. So I think what I, I was saying this to you before, I was like, when we're coming out of this period of, you know, we need more um, diverse books and we need more black authors. Um, I think one of the things that it's not, we need to position it in a way that it's not like we need, we need, we need help, please, like in a particular way, because it's like understanding the commercial value of investing in our stories goes beyond just helping us help. It's it, because both, because publishing it's a really nice industry. I've never, you know, I'm always saying people now are like super nice, especially coming from the banking industry. Um, mm. But the bottom line is the bottom line. And I think one of the key things that we we wish we were able to show with our proposal all the mm. way back in 2015, we were able to show the commercial value, like the commercial viability of, of, of Sling Lane, like before all of this conversation, before. Um, so I think outside this moment, if a publisher or an editor buys a book, they have to love it. I think publishers and editors need to understand the book 100%. They need to love the book um, that they're buying. We need to be able to speak to the editors and speak to the people within the business about the book um, at, with you know a lot of them 
but they also need to understand the author and position the author because as we were as we see a lot of like you know a lot of black authors it makes a diff that visibility in your within your what the book you're trying to sell makes a difference that's just packaging mm -hmm. packaging oh, branding is just everything i hate to say it like it is everything like you will pay a premium for something it's perceived value is higher compared to something else which is exactly the same value and that's just that's just unfortunately capitalism and where mm -hmm. we are um but yeah that's what i got from it to be honest it's like yeah may i hear you man absolutely hear you so in summary guys again thank you to all those authors that was spilling the spilling the tea on themselves because transparency is completely key like these people have their own ways of just like putting their own stamp of what they think we're valued at and we need to like really get on value like de like determining that ourselves whether with the help of agents or with the help of um literally comparing to sorry having conversations with people that we know that can help like shine a light on like what what it is they're getting and stuff so that also leads us really really nicely to announcing that um from next week we are going to be recording um a bonus series um called how we made um, the book releasing which will be released next week explaining what essentially um what it takes to publish a book write a book market a book and get it out there um this is inspired obviously by the publishing paid me hashtag but we've been thinking about this before because one of the we always get these questions around okay how, where do you start and for us things are things have changed when we started out in 2015 we googled how to get a book deal um so we're going to take you through to finding an agent to how to pick the right deal for you to the publishing process to writing a book um how to structure it what we did essentially um and essentially like the marketing so we hope that you know this will give a greater transparency to the publishing process um through our exam through our experience so we can only speak from you know having published two books already and publishing a third one in october and how we found um the process and and um from our point of view because we think it's so important to add to this conversation um in the most transparent ways as well so we hope that you guys will enjoy it so that drops next week so who's getting the nail on me oh my god so who's getting the nail this time it's that time of the week again um back to negativity because remember there was a period where it's really coincided with pandemic times because first we were like <laughs> slay us and now it's just like nay 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 every week for the foreseeable but yeah that we've got another nay and the nay of the week is going to be hmm, not a person or thing rather a concept but the depiction of um black women on reality tv we're so sick of it me and elizabeth are reality tv connoisseurs and it greatly um affects our enjoyment of the medium because as misha b already spoke about on instagram her treatment um on x factor she's not the first she's not won't be the last you see it on love island you see it on you even see weirdly almost see it in like things that we love which are like populated by entirely black women like love and hip-hop and like the real housewife series there's a real like they're like loads of angry black women tropes and stuff like that and like violence and all that kind of stuff but then you also see on things like you know even take me out when it was just like oh there's a black woman on definitely gonna get their their love light turned off um you know you, you just see it everywhere and it's very very draining um elizabeth you you're somebody who you know also very much like loves reality tv I know even when we kind of spoke about the Misha B thing, <laughs> it was yeah. almost like you were tired before we even started. Like, what did you watch the video? What did you, what did you make of that conversation? Yeah, you're me, honestly. It took the life that I had left. It left mm. my body at that moment. It was just demoralising because I think the thing about Misha B, she was 19 years old when that happened. And mm. the thing is, it was triggering, not just because we, we watch it all the time. Like, obviously, as you said, like, the, the depiction of black women in, in these shows but I think that it is just how black women it's like it just reminded me of the office mm. examples of being in the office that's happened to how many black women and I think that was why it felt so triggering and sad because I've been there um that's you know you're back against the wall and someone is it do you know what it is the loop I will kill Louis it's that was what killed me oh, it was him having to add at the end she's bullying everybody in a oh, way he, he wants to blur it out accent. 
Bitch, no, not have been. No, oh, it's, it's 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 me mimicking how he was just so ready <laughs> to just Sorry. basically not even see her as a person, just see her as an antagonizer, and like, oh, it's just so. And you know, we're talking a lot. It's so weird because we wrote this book, you know, staying lame. Um, and there's a chapter in there about microaggressions, and you know, over the last couple of weeks, people are talking about the microaggressions, microaggressions, and it's become such a like, like everyday term mm. now, and it's just. I don't even know if it's enough anymore to say it's a microaggression. Mm. This is just blatant character assassination. And I'm tired of it. And that's why he deserves a name in particular on his head top. And the situation deserves a name. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could not have put it better myself, man. Just, It's just very sad. Like, literally the same happened to um, Joanna Jarju at um, The Apprentice, who, who, you know, we've met. And she's just, like, the nicest girl. And she got so such sweet. a shitty edit. Yeah, she's just so nice. Um um like she's just a lovely lovely person and like same happened to bianca and like bianca miller the apprentice like it just happens all the time and it's just like it just it really does just make mean that we're watching reality tv in a completely different way um to our um white counterparts because they're they're um all they're all enjoying and just seeing like you know not feeling like their representation is hinged on like you know one person and like one person's edit and we're just watching through our fingers, literally being so protective over like how the country is going to treat and interpret like the rare um, representation we get on these mediums. We're so protective of it. I remember when I was younger, I was so protective over Makozi because I was mm. really just like, for all her madness, please like, you know, give her a break. Like I, I was so protective over her because, you know, we don't really see ourselves depicted. And when we do, we know it's always to, you know, fulfill some like racist fantasy or like an angry black yeah. woman. So it's tiring. It, it doesn't make it enjoyable. So guys, thanks very much for listening. Until next week, take care of yourself. It's a bit of a mad time. So yeah, continue. Um, looking after yourselves and see you in two weeks. Bye. See you later. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.